Bless the Lord who forgives all our sins. Thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with the one who has a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. God have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. reading from the book of Exodus. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, 
priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Hur, mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush was not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their castings. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites now has come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you. This shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. The God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
letter of Paul to the Corinthians. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not become idolaters, as some of them did, as it is written. People sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. And do not complain as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has, overta has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with testing, he will also provide the way out that you may be able to endure it. The word. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. At that very time, there were some present who told Jesus about Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered this way, they were worse sinners? than other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told them this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. He said to the gardener, 
See here. For three years, I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you remember the first time that you ever went somewhere holy? I do. It's a a feeling that will will never leave me. It It was early in the summer. My heart had been leaping with expectation. And the first time I saw this holy place in the distance, I knew that I just wouldn't be the same again. Do you remember that day in your life? you remember that day when a place that you had dreamt of, a place that had filled your imagination, a place that had uplifted your heart, finally came into your sight? Was it an old stone cathedral? Perhaps it was a labyrinth at a retreat center. Maybe a graveyard where the mortal remains of your ancestors lie. Can you feel it still? Is that day still clear in your mind? The sights, the sounds, the smells, do they still resonate in your soul? Holy places like this one are places where deep longing can at the same time be quenched and inspired. Holy places give us hallowed ground to return to when we are lost or struggling. Holy places provide destinations for us on this uncertain journey that we know as life. Growing up, there was a lot of change. You know, things were uncertain at times. We were not a uh, a leave-it-to-beaver family. But one thing I I could always count on was my my grandfather's love-hate relationship with the Chicago Cubs. (laughs) Every year about this time, I mean, we're only four days away from opening day, right? 
And it's in Texas, so it should be warm enough to actually play. But every year about this time, we would be sitting around that circular table in, in their kitchen, and we'd be having the conversation. You know, TJ, this is the year. This is the year. We've finally filled all the holes, and the Cubs are going to win the series. Mark my words. And then by the middle end of June, we would be having the conversation, you know, we got a lot of young good players, and I think next year, next year is our year. So it is not surprising that for me as a young person, the first holy place I ever visited was Wrigley Field. <laughs> I had dreamed of that day for years. And when we stepped off the L train and waded through the crowd and there in the distance was that glorious facade, I knew that I would never be the same person again. It was everything I had hoped it would be. The day was sunny, but just a little bit of that crisp hawk wind. Cubs even managed to win, and I was in love. But since that day, I've had the opportunity to visit more conventionally holy places, right? Like Notre Dame in Paris, the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela, the chapel in Indianapolis where I was ordained a deacon and wept tears of joy, fear, and hope on the tile floor. The pulpit at Calvary Church, where I would find myself standing in the same spot as Archbishop of Canterbury, George Carey, and Archbishop Emeritus, Desmond Tutu. Here where this community has been gathering for 154 years. Holy places become foundational to our faith. When things are difficult, we can return there. We can take a journey in our mind to that place and that moment. And if we open our Selves up to it, we can find the Spirit working in us and saying, Take off your shoes, for this is indeed holy ground. Sometimes, though, we can find ourselves standing on holy ground at the most unexpected of times. If we read again our story from Exodus today, we will see that Moses was just a man trying to get through a day of work when God decided to do something miraculous. Right? He's tending his father-in-law's flock, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. Moses looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. When the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to see, God called out to him, Moses, Moses. 
here I am. Then the Lord spoke, saying, Come no closer. Remove your sandals, for the ground on which you stand is holy ground. And I think it's important to note, as we look at this text, that God did not impose God's will on Moses until Moses turned aside and acknowledged the presence of the Lord. And it was then that God intimately called out to him, Moses, Moses. God called out to him by name. God knew him. And when Moses responded, here I am, God asked him to respond with an appropriate humility. Remove your shoes, for this is indeed sacred ground. It was here on Horeb that the mission of Moses began. It was here on Horeb that God showed that God was not interested in God's people being in slavery any longer. And it was here on Horeb that God revealed God's own name. I am who I am. And there are a multitude of ways to translate the Hebrew here. Right? Because written Hebrew doesn't contain vowels. So on some level, we're just sort of taking an educated guess. Noted Hebrew scholar Robert Alter offers a few different options for translating the Eya Asher Eya. I will be who I will be. I am that I am. He who brings things into being. And finally, I am he who endures. I am he who endures. The one who endures. This is the name that God gave to Moses. It is the name that God gives to us. And it's more than a name, though. It's a, an intimate look into the heart, into the nature of God's self. I am he who endures. The one who endures, the one who brought forth heaven and earth from nothing. The one who endures, the one who is and was and ever shall be, is the one who calls each of us by name. The one who in the most unlikely place, the most unlikely hour, called out to Moses, this one, our God, knows each of our names and calls to each of us individually. But do we turn away from our work and listen? Very few of us, if any, will be tending our father-in-law's flock and turn around and find ourselves gazing on a bush that is burning and yet not consumed. But each of us 
have opportunities. We have invitations to meet God on holy ground every week. Have you experienced one recently? The week before last, I found myself standing on holy ground on West Jefferson. I was eating fajitas with a Methodist pastor when I found myself standing on holy ground. God called out to me not from a burning bush, but from a brother in Christ who was sharing his story's family of fleeing Alabama after his grandfather's lynching. He shared how his father was propelled by this experience into a ministry, into a ministry that worked for God's dream, a dream of sacred ground where none of God's children are excluded. My brother shared with me his own story of ministry. Decades of working against hatred, racism, bigotry, and homophobia. So there, in that booth at Cibola's, God called out to me. Sometimes, God calls out to me and one of the two toddlers that inhabit my house. Those are usually pretty noticeable. But those unexpected moments of sweetness and calm that remind me that I am beloved and that I am enough. God calls out to each of us. God desires to be in relationship with each of us. And God will cry out to us again and again, over and over, hoping that we will turn aside from our labors and listen. That we will take off, of, that we will take off our shoes in recognition that we are indeed standing on holy ground. That we will let down our defenses. That we will approach God with vulnerability and humility, opening ourselves up to the possibilities that are offered. God desires each of us to hear God's own name. I am he who endures. I am he who endures. And from that name, to draw courage and strength. To believe that we too can endure. To believe that we are indeed made in the image of God. To believe that we can walk the walk of Jesus Christ, 
even if it means our death. I am he who endures. This is the name of our God. This is our hope. This is our call. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let us stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God. Let us pray to God who reconciles us to himself through Christ. Make of your church a new creation and send us out to be ambassadors of your love. In the day of trial, be present, bestow justice, peace, and prosperity on our nation and all the nations of the earth. In the day of the trial, Deliver those in the wilderness from illness, poverty, and distress. In the day of trial, renew in spirit those who are preparing for reception and confirmation during the season of Lent. In the day of trial, be present. Bless those who celebrate birthdays and anniversaries this week, that their days may be increased and their loyalties confirmed. In the day of trial, be present. Send your angels to watch over those in the armed forces, 
concerned serving at home and abroad in the day of trial. Be present, Lord. Welcome into your heavenly home, your sons and daughters, whose work on earth has ended, especially Phyllis Bush. Father Rich Miller. In the day of trial, be present, Lord. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning. morning. Welcome to Trinity Episcopal Church. It's good to see all of you this morning. There are a few things I want to highlight from the bulletin. On page 15, there is an invitation, uh, uh, save the date, mark your calendars for May 25th and 26th. That is the celebration weekend when we will mark uh, 175 years of mission and ministry in this place. Uh, there will be a choral even song Saturday night, followed by a reception, and then on Sunday morning, Bishop Sparks will be here to preach and preside, and there will be receptions and confirmations. So please, uh, you, you don't want to miss it. It'll be a good time. And then on page 20, there is a note about serving meals at Just Neighbors, which is an interfaith um, family homeless shelter that we support, and this is an opportunity to feed people and to show out uh, God's love in a really tangible, personal way. And then finally, um, youth confirmation class will meet today in the youth room downstairs, and adult confirmation class will meet in the lounge. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. By his grace we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves alone, but for him who died for us and rose again. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, 
in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food of drink and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. <laughs> 